Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. It is Monday, October 28th, 2013. You're checking in with your smoking nephew, Blaze and Rye, on the ones and twos. Tonight on the show, in just about uh, 15 minutes, we'll have the co-founder of the app, Bedlou, Vincent Plummer. But first, it's time to welcome my co-hosts, the second voice of Blaze and Rye Radio, the shot to my fatter and watch tonight, David Bowers. David, how are you? Oh, hello there. I'm doing just fine, thanks. How are things in the Big Apple? Things are okay here, sir. So we had some trouble communicating with each other earlier. I guess, uh, you know, usually when you message people on Facebook, you get the messages instantly. Well, what happened earlier? Well, I guess uh, I guess uh, Zuckerman or somebody uh, has a uh, strange interpretation of the word uh, instant when it comes to instant messages i was getting your messages about 35 minutes after you sent them which was yeah you know that was uh, kind of edgy uh, sitting here wondering if you'd gotten my last message and uh, anyway uh, <laughs> it's just a whole new explanation of the word instant <laughs> well i do appreciate you coming on at such short notice uh, I, I don't know if you've heard the last few shows but well, actually, you were there for one of them. My, my uh, usual Monday co-host, Tamika, has had some issues with the, the police and her neighbors, and, and I don't know what's going on with her. Yeah, I caught part of that on the, not the last show, but the show before that. I, I kind of got in in the middle of the conversation, so I didn't get all the details, but I did get the impression it was very edgy, and I was, uh, I was hoping it wasn't you she was having her troubles with. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think had... it's even... Her, it's uh, her. Her neighbor is causing all sorts of problems. So I guess the police had yeah, to come. I, it's very confusing. I know you told me that uh, she had had some uh, bug or something the week before, and she was sick. And I was, uh, I immediately related that to you. I said, "Well, he's an easy guy to get sick of." <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Bowers, you. So the. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, bring this up today. Uh, music lost a, a legend yesterday, Lou Reed. Uh, what was your um, opinion of, of him and his music, and do you have any uh, stories regarding him and or the, the Velvet Underground? Well, actually, I don't have any, any real personal stories. I, of course, uh, discovered him about the uh, same time that uh, most of the rest of the world did with uh, Walk on the Wild Side, which was a, uh, <laughs> you know, you go back and listen to that song, and every time you do, it, it just, uh, it reawakens uh, what, the guy was, uh, what the guy was capable of. I mean, love his music or hate it, you've got to admit the guy was a musical genius, and uh, he took the, what was that one expression of his that, uh, that I love, uh, which he took, to the, he took to another level that it was something, I can't say that I quoted exactly, but it was something to the effect of when it comes to writing and making music. One chord is cool. Two chords, you're pushing it. Three chords, you're getting into jazz. <laughs> And, you know, it's, it's not so much the actual 
content. I mean, the, the fact that, you know, three chords means you're pushing into jazz. But it, it's just the thought that went into that and, and the message that it gets across. And I've talked to... Uh, I've talked to several people both in and out of the business this week or the last day or two about that. And uh, everybody agrees that if you're getting involved in the music business, it pays to go in and study Lou Reed because he had such an awareness of what music is. And true, he used that awareness and knowledge to further his own style, and I happen to think that even though I didn't like all of his music, uh, which is true of most artists, I never like it all. But uh, the, uh, and I'm sure others are, feel the same way. But he took that and used it for his own style of music. But the concept is there, the the thought that goes into what it takes to make music, and I think that statement shows that he has dissected it and and just broken it down to the very basics and built upon those basics. And what an amazing, uh, not only the talent, but the path he took. I mean, he was, uh, he was a scholar at Syracuse University. And, of course, John Cale, uh, whom he worked extensively with, uh, is, a, uh, is a classically trained violinist. And then you listen to his music, and you see how all of this can come together. It doesn't matter that uh, you know he started off as a uh, well as a as a nerd to a great degree, and uh, mm-hmm. you know he hooks up with guys like Kale, who are classically trained musicians. And you say, wait a minute, you know, there's a little bit more to this guy than just the sound of his music. Yeah, you know, you just mentioned that he was a scholar at Syracuse. I went to Syracuse, but I. I missed Lou Reed. You know who we had was RoboCop. The guy who played uh, RoboCop was a <laughs> professor of film drama, and I never had his class. But my my classmates, uh, you know, and my uh, the people who were in my year at Syracuse would ask each other, "Did you do RoboCop's paper yet? I got to do RoboCop's paper." And I just think that's the funniest thing. His name is Peter Weller, but Peter they called Weller, it, they just yeah. called him. Yeah. Did you do RoboCop's paper? And then they just shortened it to Robo. Oh, I got Robo's class tomorrow. I thought that was great. <laughs> you know, I think, I think one of the uh, – as a matter of fact, I had a, uh, had a couple of stories uh, in, uh, lined up here just in case you needed to get some, uh, some news or you needed to take a break. I wanted to be prepared oh. a little bit. And one of the articles oh, yes. I had was on Lou Reed and the amazing lineup of people who have uh, have commented and paid tribute to him. I don't know if you heard it or not, but over the weekend, Pearl Jam uh, did his "I'm Waiting for the Man." They did a very stripped down version of it, and you could, you know, at a at a glance, you could almost think that it was uh, Lou and the uh, Velvet Underground doing it. it. They did, they just did justice to it. It's on, it's online. I don't have the link in front of me here now, but uh, mm-hmm. it's online if you want to see it. It's it, an amazing job they did. And of course, uh, Justin Timberlake tweeted very simply, "R.I.P. Lou Reed." Miley Cyrus even got into it. Her first reaction was, "Oh no, not Lou Reed." I mean, his influence crossed all genres of music, even hip hop. Yeah. Uh, Russell Simmons said. New York lost one of our greatest gifts today. And Questlove said, oh, damn, Lou Reed died? Uh, Even the Vatican got into it, uh, posting a tribute to him. And Hollywood's heavy hitters, of course, jumped on the microblogs. Uh, Kevin Smith, 
uh, shared how he was affected by him. Mr. Lou Reed, he said, had himself a dream, velvet the underground, and changed the music scene. Now he's up and gone away. R.I.P. Lou Reed, an unperfect day. And uh, it goes on and on. Elijah Wood mm-hmm. said, may you forever walk on the wild side. And uh, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, same thing. Just met at the GQ Awards. Rest in peace, Lou Reed. Uh, it, it's, uh, you know, we, we lose something every time we lose an artist. And I think one of the wonders of our era is the fact that we now have the means to preserve uh, their music or their art, depending on whatever type of artist they are. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, it's wonderful that we are now able to preserve these things for future generations to to appreciate and learn from. Uh, but every time we lose an artist, we lose a part of our lives. And in the case of Lou and a few others, uh, we lose something that's very significant because, again, whether you appreciate his style of music or not, I mean, let's face it, not everybody likes Orange Pico tea either. You know, it's, uh, that's mm-hmm. why they have a, a thousand different kinds of beer out there. But uh, the fact is uh, the man touched virtually everyone that gets into music in one way or another. And uh, I have talk to some up-and-coming artists, including a couple who had never heard of him. And yeah. I told him, I said, you know, you would be well advised to go in, uh, go read his biography first, and then just follow mm-hmm. up on that, because it's going to raise some questions, it's going to pique your interest. Follow up on that, study the man, and even if you don't like his music, learn what he did and why he did it, because the man was a, uh, he was a musical genius. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I, the first time I heard of him was uh, Bob Dylan's 30th anniversary um, concert, which at this point was uh, 20, 20 years ago. Um, and uh, then the most recent thing of Lou Reed before he died was that he, he wrote this very uh, moving, very... Uh, inspiring review of the latest Kanye West album, which he found majestic and, and that, you know, uh, Lou Reed was a, a man of, of current times musically, um, regardless of how, you know, if he wasn't doing hip hop, he still had a, a, a hand in it somehow. And, uh, it was, he wrote this very nice review of, of Kanye of all people. Yeah. He lived, uh, he lived a very rough life. He uh, did his best. Uh, well, I can't help but think of Mickey Mantle, the uh, New York Yankees superstar of the 50s and early 60s, and what he said because his family, uh, the men in his family, were known to die young. And at one point he got farther than his dad or his uncle had gotten in life. And he was quoted as saying, if I'd have known I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better care of myself. Because Lou Reed, <laughs> especially during, during the heyday, during the wild years, he definitely did not take care of himself and witnessed the fact that he had to go through uh, a uh, very serious uh, liver transplant earlier this year in May, I believe it was. And uh, yeah. as a matter of fact, while there's no cause of death that's been issued yet, there pretty well the consensus is that it was a result of that uh, liver transplant, which did not go smoothly and he never really fully recovered from. So there's a good chance that that was, if not the cause, a contributing cause. But he had, 
he had straightened himself up in recent years, and uh, you you could tell by talking with him and and listening to him talk that uh, he had uh, he had straightened himself up and still had he still had that edge, and I think this was one of his one of his biggest gifts to to music especially and, and artists is the fact that he got to the point where he cleaned himself up, kept going, and realized, became critically aware of the fact that, hey, this was my talent. This was my gift. It wasn't the drugs that did it. It wasn't the booze that did it for me. I actually had this talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, rest in peace, Lou. Uh, we'll take a, a turn here, as they say on the Today Show. You ever notice that whenever they they start they talk about something horrible and then they transition yes. to something happy? They're like, we're going to take a turn here, but that's not really an expression. You know, they, they just made it up on the Today Show like last week. Anyway, um, uh, you know, you mentioned Pearl Jam, David. By the way, Fed uh, Lou, co-founder, in just a moment. Uh, right here on Blaze and Rye Radio. If you want to join the chat room, make sure you sign into the chat room with your um, Facebook, Twitter, or Blog Talk Radio ID, and uh, you can tweet us questions at Blaze and Rye. Um, and if you want to call in, 917-388-4131. Just press 1 to let me know uh, you want to talk. 917-388-4131. So, David, before we bring on Vincent, you mentioned uh, Pearl Jam earlier, um, and... Uh, as you know, we do this new show on Wednesday nights, Blaze and Ride Backstage. And during the backstage show, we have what we call a joke-off, where the three of us, me and my co-host John Weeks and the wizard Tom Fogarty, all you know, tell jokes back and forth. And sometimes the jokes are great. Uh, but to tie in with your Pearl Jam statement, uh, here's what happens when a joke goes awry. Or let me know. I want to get your take on it. Are you ready, David? I'm ready. All right, here we go. This is from Blaze and Rye backstage just two weeks ago. Pearl Jam frontman Eddie Vedder said, I almost wish bad things happen. I almost wish bad things happen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's easy Eddie to say, I almost wish bad things upon these people when talking about opponents of gun control. When gun enthusiasts asked, why should we listen to you, Vedder said, can't find a better man. Can't find a better man. Now, is that not the worst Eddie Vedder you've ever heard? That, if it's not the worst, it's in the running. <laughs> <laughs> If, have, have, I, I, you, have you you haven't heard from Eddie on that? I mean, you haven't gotten a uh, lawsuit or anything, have you? No, and I don't know what I think he was. He noticed that I had put in parentheses "sing like Eddie Vedder" here, and I think he he hadn't read it beforehand, and maybe he panicked, and then he just went into his go-to. I don't know. It sounded like Willie Nelson, but uh, it did well, not well, sound well, like well, Eddie Vedder. Wait, wait, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that the other guys that co-host with you actually get a script? <laughs> I know you could get a damn cue sheet. What is this? <laughs> I get a call in the last minute saying, hey, my co-host called off tonight. Can you fill in for him? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but but you're all, you always show up, and that's what we love about you. 
Uh, so we're going to welcome. It's always a pleasure. Always a blast. Uh, we're going to welcome our guest now. He is the co-founder of the hot new app Bedlou. Please welcome to the program Vincent Plummer. Vincent, how are you? I'm good. Can you guys hear me okay? You're you fine, Vincent? I, yes. Oh, cool. Yes, sir. Right I wasn't. I wasn't sure if you heard me oh. making all this noise in the background. Okay. Well, now we do. Uh, so, Vincent, what cool. exactly is Bedlou? Well, Bedlou is a, uh, a new voting platform where you can crowdsource opinion to your fans um, using new media, photos, videos, and music. It's a two-choice voting platform where you can, um, when you ask your fans questions, you can uh, ask them on our website, or you can take and once you've created this question, you can embed it onto your own website, or you can, uh, you know, have people follow follow you on the app and um, swipe left or right. You know, for example, um, one of the questions, one of the Bedlou questions of the day was, which song will you remember Lou Reed by, Walk on the Wild Side or I'm Waiting for the Man? And, you know, you can play two uh-huh. videos. I just actually posted it in the Facebook uh, thing that you um, put on my page. Yes, so. I, I, I see it. Very uh, uh, appropriate for the moment. So we have, I see there's, so it looks like there's a, a web version of this as well from what I can see. Yeah, if you if you click on the link, um, it'll mm-hmm. take you to the to, to the place on uh, on Bedlou, and then you um, you know below if you're signed in, you can see stats, and you can see like you know females between the ages of 13 and 17 vote this way, and males between the ages of you know 18 and 24 vote this way, and so it's kind of a way to crowdsource opinion, get stats on demographics and things like that based on location, based on you know. But it's but the but the idea here though is like instead of it being like a boring, you know, polling app or um, you know all like a, a, a text-based survey or something like that. It's like we are going after um, the mind of you know everybody's got ADD right. So if you can kind of keep them keep their attention with uh, two choices and, and put media in front of them um, with photos, videos, and music, I think you you know you know we think that we um, you know will. Uh, it's an easier way to kind of gather data um, and opinion. What uh, what else do you think people uh, are voting on besides? Uh, we have two songs here. What else besides songs are they voting for? What what to wear? Are they asking people that sort of stuff? Yeah. Well, so I mean, the way that we built this out, we built it out with a, a bunch of different verticals, right? So. If you're interested in fashion, you can follow, you know, all the people that are interested in fashion, and you can answer questions on different kinds of purses and bags, and you know, help me figure out which prom dress I'm going to wear, uh, help me figure out which tie I'm going to wear to the meeting, right? Um, it's mm-hmm. that, it's, and then you you can share it with Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, all of that other kind of stuff. You can text it out, you can send out an email, um, all of these kinds of things. So that's kind of like the consumer case um, situation mm-hmm. for the average I'm- consumer. I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of fascinated by this uh, by this uh, one facet where you mentioned that that artists can engage fans by asking them things like pick the opening song at a given concert yeah. or something like that. I think that's that's fascinating Absolutely. that the uh, that the fans can actually get into it. But I think it's more fascinating uh, what the artists themselves can actually use this for. Absolutely. Well, you know, so so I'm a musician myself. I've I've actually kind of uh, uh, been slugging it out as a as a um, 
you know, an indie artist for, you know, for almost 10 years now. And um, when I moved to Los Angeles, that's actually what I moved out here for was to kind of, you know, work in the music industry or, you know, just continue to make records myself. Um, and one of the things was when we, when these guys presented this to me, it was, I immediately wanted to get this involved with, you know, the minds of the musician and, and especially in a day and age where, you know, a musician is, um, you know, they actually, to, to be able to involve their fans in the decision-making process, the data shows that their fans are more likely to convert and, and, and buy the record. So, for example, if you say, you know, help me come up with a new album cover, uh, this one or that one, you know, if, if fans are picking the album cover, they're much likely much more likely to convert. If they're right. saying, hey, if I were to make this T-shirt or that T-shirt, would you buy it? If, you know, so it's, it's just these kinds of decision-making processes um, that fans are looking for, this kind of engagement, um, and this is the way to kind of be involved in, in that. And so I, I immediately was, that, that was kind of like my, that's been my whole mission is try to figure out ways that um, this can be used. Well, the interactivity, the interactivity between the, uh, well, the artists or the distributor or the promoter or whoever is putting up the, uh, the questioning, the, the, the interactivity is really, I yeah. think, the strong point because, as you mentioned, there are a lot of, uh, you know, there are a lot of word-based uh, polls. You can find them all over the place, and if you don't find them, they'll get shoved down your throat and spam mailed anyway. But to actually be able to be interactive with uh, the artist or the promotioner, promoter or the marketing uh, people, whoever, whatever the product is that they're uh, they're polling for, uh, is is really a fascinating thing and. I think we all agree that anytime you can get the your target audience interactively activated with you, you've got a much stronger uh, selling point. Yeah, exactly. And I think. you know, the thing is too. Um, you know, we've we've partnered with uh, some. You know, because we're all kind of from entertainment, we partnered with uh, some big uh, radio. Um, we're actually partnered now with uh, MS Communication, which is Hot 97, Power 106, um, Funk Master Flex. Wow. And, like, you know, they're doing, they're doing uh, all kinds of things, like Battle of the Beats every day, or um, they're just kind of, you know, their, their morning radio hosts are asking questions, and then at the, end of their, uh, at the end of their interviews in the morning or their talk shows, um, they're kind of asking the question of the day, and people are chiming in. And it's actually, you know, causing a lot of things to convert. And the thing about, too, is about the widget is you have the ability to, on the widget, to redirect links, or you can, you can have the widget cycle through a bunch of, you know, 5, 10, 20 different questions. So you can kind of, if you're trying to, like, let's say sell advertising, you know, above the fold on a page, now you've got people listening to tracks and comparing tracks, you know, w watching videos, sitting there voting, and their minds are kind of, you know, uh, looking left and looking right, and so it makes the advertising, um, you know, the people that are paying by cost per impression, it makes that a little bit more valuable. So we're really excited to see what, um, you know, this, this uh, go down with, um, you know, uh, with musicians and big brands and things like that. Now, uh, I read that a guy named Darren Destiny envisioned this in a dream. First off, is, is that his real name, Destiny? Um, that's his, uh, that's, uh, that is his stage name, I guess you would say. Um, okay. Um, yeah, so, yeah. And, and his, re his real name is like uh, John uh, 
you know, Smith no, or something? It, it's Darren. It's, it's Darren. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's okay. like, you know, it's like a hip-hop thing, you know. So, so this, uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's no this, different than Katie He envisioned Perry, it in a Katie dream, Perry. right? This, so this whole thing started in, as a dream, and Bedlou was the name of, of this social network in, within his dream? Exactly. So Darren has, um, you know, made some money with uh, making movies, and, and um, his, his mm-hmm. whole thing was he was trying to – he was making a documentary, and in his dream he couldn't remember which – or he couldn't figure out which title. He was stuck between two titles the name of the documentary. And one of the interns or somebody in his dream was like, oh, just put it up on Bedlou. And he was like, what? He goes, what's that? And he goes, well, it's, you know, you could, it's a place where, you know, everybody can help you decide, you know? And uh, so he was like, whoa. So he woke up and then he kind of looked for it online and he couldn't, I think there was a guy named Isaac Bedlou or something like that from like 16 something or other to some 17 something or other. So, um, but, you know, the, the, the domain was open, and so he jumped on it. He called his lawyer. He got uh, kind of a broad patent, and, um, and he just – he went – you know, he uh, tasked my co-founder, Todd, to start building it out. And um, about a year later, they you kind of like they, – because we, we started with the website first, and then everything kind of shifted to mobile. So these guys kind of brought me on um, to help – with their social strategy and their, you know, uh, some mobile um, design and things like that. And uh, we were off to the races. Oh, okay. Uh, well, Vincent, we have a question out of the chat room from Kathy Fisher. She says, does Vincent Plummer have a Twitter handle? I do. It's um, at CVP Music. C. Vincent Plummer at, at CVP Music. Okay, CVP Music. And uh, the Bedlou uh, Twitter handle is just at Bedlou, correct? Exactly, yeah. Okay. And uh, the, um, you cover the app's social media strategy. What, what exactly does that entail? Well, so, um, you know, a co-founder kind of wears a lot of hats, right? So, I mean, I'm, I'm doing a lot of the social strategy and, and kind of brand integration and art, art you know, creative, creative um, art services where we're trying to figure out the best ways for artists to use this kind of thing and brands to use this kind of thing. So everybody, every time that we talk to, you know, somebody, whether it be, you know, we've just, for the other day, we're talking with somebody in politics that, um, is a kind of a heavy hitter with politics and is looking to have integration with their, you know, people on social issues and stuff. So like we sit down and I help come up with strategies on ways that they could use it. And, um, or we're doing, for example, we're doing this other thing, um, in New York, we're doing, uh, it's called mission big, um, with, uh, live for the give and like Cheryl Crow and, and Neo and, um, uh, I think mindless behavior, um, a band called wow. I'm not sure all of the bands exactly just yet but it's going to be something that goes down in Carnegie Hall so what that looks like for me is trying to figure out a way you know their, their whole thing was how do we drive um, this how do we start at engagement with the widget on our site but then take it to a place where it's going to convert to um, driving uh, donors or donations and, and ticket sales you know for VIP uh, donors and so it's mm-hmm. like things like that like coming up with ways that we can use it and um, sometimes, you know, coming up like lots and lots of mock-ups and then um, figuring out what, you know, what we have to have with our development team. My co-founder Todd is really involved with all of that process too. So 
him and I get together, bang our heads together, and, um, you know, we just, like, you know, develop it out. So, so um, we talked yeah, about kind of uh, uh, we talked about Todd and Darren and you. How did you all meet you three? So I um, I've known Todd for you know I guess for years now. Todd and I both went to the same school in Colorado. Um, Todd was a few years older than me, um, and we knew of each other loosely. But then we were kind of connected together by a friend of ours out here that's a composer. And uh, named Ryan Franks, he's a brilliant composer to anybody that's um, paying attention. Ryan Franks, he's amazing. Um, anyway, so, um, yeah, mutual friends. And, and then the, these guys kind of brought me into it. Um, you know, the, Todd and Darren were skinning the thing out. And, of course, I came into it and, and shot holes in the thing. So they're like, oh, I think we should, we should bring this guy on board, you know, like the guy that takes the machine gun and shoots it up. So, um <laughs> Yeah, they never. Ever since then, we've just been kind of working to to make some things happen. Uh, I read that Darren says me and Todd are like cowboys and didn't make sure everything we do is grounded and logical to go along with what you're saying about the machine gun. Do you frequently find these guys kind of get out of control with their ideology, and then you've got to kind of rein them back in? Well, it's it's funny because like. It's a it's a weird place for me to be because you know I'm an artist as well. But in in the current situation that we have, it's like Darren's kind of the entrepreneur slash linebacker that just like, you know, it's like you point to a wall and you say smash that wall, and he just goes and smashes it, and um, figures out how to get us into incredible meetings, man. Um, and uh, and then Todd is you know in this kind of case you know Todd is doing a lot of the development and. And, you know, Todd's an artist himself, um, and so he kind of fills that role. And in this, with these two guys, I kind of have this kind of the role of, of a manager in a weird way um, mm-hmm. because, you know, sometimes I'm trying to make sure that all of, you know, it's, it's me that's kind of calling Todd in the middle of the night saying, hey, man, like, uh, we, we got to fix this, this, or this, or this thing isn't going to work, you know. And so um, – it's you know and and I kind of deal a lot with like making sure that our content team is developing what they're supposed to be developing and you know things like that. But I mean, we all wear different hats. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all three mm-hmm. of us are artists. We're all coming from entertainment. You know. Um, so, sure. But uh, yeah, that's that's the you know I I think we're all kind of there. But I guess in this case, I probably hold the reins a little bit. Sure. Gotcha. Uh, David, I hear you chomping at the bit over there. Oh, actually, I am, as you're talking, I am going through the website. I uh, just logged in. Actually, I just uh, became a member while you were talking because I, I wanted to see it for myself rather than just talk about it. And uh, I'm learning the site. It's relatively easy. I would consider it uh, very user-friendly. Uh, the only question I might have so far is... Is there a, uh, well, I guess you'd call it a, a scoreboard or something, is there a place where you can see the results of the voting without actually voting? Uh, for example, uh, I'm on the first one, which just happens to be, uh, which new track would you play on repeat? And you get a choice between Justin Bieber's Heartbreaker and Eminem's The Monster, uh, neither of which would I put on repeat. Right, I know that when you actually vote and put a comment in, you, you get a, uh, it shows you what the voting is up to that point. But is there a score page where you can go in and say, okay, this is what these are already doing, 
uh, like in my case, I would be much more interested in the result uh, from an objective standpoint rather than inputting my vote into it. Um, yeah, so the reason why we did it that way was because a majority of the people that they're going to – they're either bypass the, the, the results or they will um, – or they'll bypass the question, and if they want to see results, they'll vote. Um, the reason why we kind of keep it that way is we're thinking like long term, and so if you if we show you the results before you vote, then you're swayed to vote a you're persuaded to vote a, a particular way. So it's it's just a one or the other, and then you see the results. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I understand. just just so you know, so like, but if you are the um, like, let's say you ask the question, you know, you can see the question that you, uh, without voting on the particular question yourself. Oh, okay. If you okay. ask the question, but if you if if some like you know hot ninety seven for okay and then here's an example hot ninety seven they said well you know we're going to want to ask questions all the time but we might not want to show the vote count but we want to we'll show the percentages so we kind of white labeled something out specifically for them um, mm-hmm. but there's a you know there's a lot of like back in uh, data yeah, like and, and analytics for for white labeling you know that we have in the background but um, yeah I, li- I like that idea yeah. of, of showing the percentages rather than the actual total votes yeah you know we we do that for rap battles so that nobody gets hurt right right <laughs> sure <laughs> no it's a very no. understandable you mean, good point you mean literally hurt or i mean oh, I, well, I, you, I don't know what i'm saying like <laughs> some, some of this stuff can get real and take it to the streets so um we're trying uh-huh. to you know some so Certain brands might have certain things that they want to have done, and and I think uh, you know the, the, because we're um, a small startup and we're pretty nimble, we can we can go uh, and develop certain things that you know certain brands have asked for. Um, so we're we're talking with a lot of brands right now that are you know they're looking for ways to have the engagement in the minds of the millennial, right? And so where we um, is it cool if I give you guys a use case scenario? Sure. Okay, so um, we were going to do – we did our launch party in New York, and um, mm-hmm. uh, Mindless Behavior, you know that boy band, Mindless Behavior? Uh-huh. Well, so, so they, uh, they tweeted out, like, hey, are you guys on Bedlou yet? And they, they were coming to the launch party or something like that. And within, like, an hour and a half, there were, like, 100, you know, little teeny bopper girls in front of our hotel room. And they were they all <laughs> – joined the platform and within within like three to four days it was almost an entire site takeover of mindless behavior so we knew basically this was the use case scenario right that as far as platform adoption it was immediately you know it it wasn't it wasn't a problem for them to get on find their friends start asking questions and basically make it a whole fan site about mindless behavior. The traffic was so much, in fact, that we actually had to filter it out um, by age based on because they just were taking it, you know, just as a temporary solution until we were able to kind of like be like, whoa, man, how are we going to, you know, deal with content curation and things like that? So, but they got on there and, and it wasn't that they were just, you know, wanting to vote on the, 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 the questions from their favorite band, Mindless Behavior, but they started asking Mindless Behavior questions. And they, it, mm-hmm. they kind of formed this whole community. And it was, it was really awesome to see that with 13 to 17-year-old uh, girls because it was like it was the mind of – it showed that, like, this was something that was appealing to the mind of the millennial, and which totally has ADD and, and like, 
you know, bounces around from left to right. And so you, it, it, it was something that's simple enough to kind of keep their attention. And um, it, was, it was pretty exciting. I mean, the name mindless behavior goes along with what you're talking about with the ADD and, you know, it, they can't pay attention. Uh, so, Vincent, we're going to play a game. We're going to play a different take on the game that we always play called Hot or Hot Mess. Usually, I give our guests a list of things. Our guest tells me if they are hot or a hot mess. Uh, this time, I'm going to give you, because of your app and the ideas behind it, I'm going to give you two options. You tell me what your preference is. Are you ready to play? Okay. Sure. All right, here we go. Let's open it up. All right, first up, on the Bed Lou version of Hot or Hot Mess, Justin Bieber or Miley Cyrus? Oh, man. Um, Wow. Uh, I'm going to say, like, which one's hot and which one's a hot mess? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we will. Sure. We could do it that way. I was okay. going to say just, you know, choose which one that you would, you know, which one you prefer in the moment. Um, I would say Miley Cyrus. I think everybody's hating oh. on her and it bugs me. I, pre- I prefer <laughs> okay. Miley. I think, I think... I think Miley Cyrus is the uh, 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 whoever's doing her PR. It's like a, a you know, actually it was Sinead O'Connor's goldmine. <laughs> you know, brought her. Uh-huh. It's been a goldmine for her publicist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers or Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. That was very fast. Next up, Jay Z or Nas. Oh, God. Uh, Jay-Z. All right. Bob Dylan or Johnny Cash? Bob Dylan. Three's Company or Happy Days? <laughs> um, Three's Company. Beer or wine? Wine. Gatorade or Powerade? Gatorade. KFC or Pollo Loco? Uh, Pollo Loco, I think, maybe. <laughs> the Voice or American Idol? Um, the Voice? Okay. Uh, Los Angeles or Colorado? Oh, that's tough. Colorado. All right, and last up, in and out or McDonald's? in and out All right, figured I'd let you off with an easy one there. Um, I kind of liked that version of that game. So uh, you, uh, you, I read that you sent a two-page critique of Bedlou initially. What, was, what were some of the things that were right about it? What were some of the things that were wrong about it at first? Well, um, in the in the early version, in the early days, it was, you know, they had the the functionality of, you know, there was a lot of design stuff, right? Like usability. That's another. That's a, that's another part of basically what I do with these guys is kind of like the you know, healthcare website experience. I'm sorry. I kind of like the healthcare website had a few problems. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> 
Um, man, what is that? You know, I, I, especially I'm, a, I'm, I'm somebody that's been rooting for healthcare.gov, and, and I just, to me, I, I can't believe that they didn't have just an unbelievable amount of resources behind the website part of it. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. with all of the tech community that's, that's back in Obama, it's, it's pretty incredible that um, they didn't have more, you know. Well, starting from the get-go, hiring a company out of Canada that had already been fired for not doing a good enough job kind of raises your eyebrows yeah. a little bit. Yeah, there was, there was, I mean, it was a pretty big, um, pretty big blunder on, on that, especially, especially because everybody's going to go to the website and they're going to want to check it out. And if it works, they'll yeah, want to check it out. If not, it's going to be hard to get them to go back. The constant saying, well, we never anticipated so many people. Come on. You've got a country of over 200 million people. You're telling them yeah. they've got to buy this insurance. Of course there's going to be a few million people hitting the site. Jeez, right. Use your heads. Absolutely. These are the people yeah, we put totally. in Washington to, vote, to, to work for us. I mean, if that's the yeah. way they think, we've got the wrong people there. Yeah, well, yeah, there's, this conversation could go a bunch of different ways, but um, I just think this, I, I think just uh, I think just this particular case scenario, it was it was a gigantic. I, I think I think you know, well, we we all know that people want it. I mean, if they didn't, if, the, if not that many people wanted to have some version of healthcare, then there wouldn't have been that many people going to the website and having it kind of mess up, and there would have oh, been even more people yeah. going to the website if they if they hadn't. You know, um, if both sides, well, if one side didn't have a particular gigantic, you know, a wonderful PR machine that, you know, uh, is able to kind of control the minds of the people and make them think that they don't want it. But, um, you know, a lot of people want it, and it, the website was a gigantic blunder, and I can't believe that there was that many people that, uh, you know, that that many tech folks that they couldn't get to work for with that amount of resources. So well, bring, bringing this back home. Bringing this back home to you know to your situation, uh, would it be safe yeah. to uh, presume that you did do your homework on this? Well, you know, I yes. I mean, it, a lot of times you 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 think that you're gonna. Um, it's it's kind of like a it's a, like a lean UX approach, right? Lean user experience approach. Like you think that it's gonna be one thing. And you don't know until you test. Um, but fortunately or, un- or unfortunately, like it's expensive to build certain things out. And, you know, we outsourced a, a, a big part of this development. So, you know, you build something out and you have to turn around and you have to test it. And you build something out and you have to turn around and have to test it. And um, where we thought, it was funny, we thought that a, a big part of our thing was going to be mobile. And now we're finding out that our, you know, our widget has got a lot of power behind it. So, um, you know, we, it's, it's funny because every, you know, common knowledge right now is like, oh, the mobile strategy is the important strategy, but it's like, yeah, but if everybody's still looking at things on websites, you know, that's an important thing too. So, um, I guess to kind of go back all the way from, to the original question, it's like, you know, they, they brought me on and, um, and, uh, you know, they needed a mobile strategy and then they had a, at first, it was, it was kind of a walled garden, and so you have to have entryways and exitways in on and off the site um, from multiple locations. And so, without sounding too nerdy, that's kind of what it was that I helped these guys do: is skin things out and 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 help them with the usability. But um, you know, we're all working on this thing together, man. You know, like well, course, no no one person is doing one job. You know. With something mm-hmm. like this, there's always there's bound to be surprises. But uh, I think yeah. that was the uh, 
I think that was the the point that we were actually filtering through with the analogy of the uh, of the uh, healthcare fiasco. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like the concept. Now you have this set up, if I understand correctly. This is set up so that it doesn't have to be just uh, uh, just pictures. You can actually use videos and audios for the choices on here too. Exactly. Yeah, you can. Uh, right now, it's set up with the the YouTube or with YouTube and uh, Vimeo and for the video choices, and then um, you know SoundCloud. But we're moving pretty fast you know, into other um, APIs and and um, building it out for other platforms as well. Well, I haven't had a chance to get into it too deeply, and I, I'm not going to go too deeply into it while we're in the middle of the show because then Rye would be sitting there saying, hey, Dave, where are you? Uh, but how, how difficult is it? I, I will get into this, I promise you. But uh, how difficult is it to upload these uh, the video and audio tracks? Well, you're not act- the good thing is you're not actually uploading anything. Um, you're pulling it directly from a place that you've already uploaded it. Oh, you're so you've already to. uploaded it to YouTube. Yeah, you've already uploaded it to Vimeo. So we're basically pulling in the YouTube players, the, the Vimeo players. Um, so basically then what, what I would do, for example, if I had uh, – I'll say I had a couple of guests on my show, a couple of new emerging artists, and I wanted to get some feel – uh, from from beyond my audience, and I put them. I wanted to put them up on here and have you know audience reaction of which one they liked better. What I would actually do is I would be linking to. I'd be inserting the link to their preferred track and putting that up on here. Exactly. Just um, just with the you know three clicks, you're you're ready to go. So the, the, all you do is you just go up to make a bed loop. You hit the make a bed loop button. And then it gives you three options, photos, video, or music. You would click their SoundCloud. You click whatever category you'd want it to be in. In this case, it'd be music. And then you just put the link from their SoundCloud right there on the left hand and on the right hand. You, and then it, it'll import the tags that they already have. And then you ask a question. You have 60 characters to ask a question. You have 30 characters on the left to give an answer and 30 characters on the right to give an answer. Um, and uh, you can set an expiration date on it. You can um, you can have it auto share to your Facebook and Twitter feeds. I like um, that. Yeah, the whole thing is basically built to, you know, look. It, 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 if I were to explain it like this, um, the car is already built, right? Like right. Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus. The car is already built. We're the accessory to the car. We're we're the thing where that they're not focused on, right? So right. we're we're a vi- we're a visual representation of a two choice question that has stats with new media, and and uh, that's what we're we're hyper focused on this one particular thing, you know. And uh, yeah, that's that's what we're trying to do is is add it to your Facebook, add it to, your, and then they click out and they vote real fast, and then you're, you know, you're you're uh, back to your day. I think the fact that you've got the auto post up there so that you can automatically post whatever it is to your Facebook page. Now, this, I think that's very important before I forget to finish that sentence. I think that's, uh, I think that's a, a, a great asset for you. Can you also do this to the other social media sites besides Facebook? Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus are the main ones. But, um, you know, if you're a blogger, I mean, like right now, on, on Blaze and Rye Radio, you could put this right on your site. You can, you, all you have to do is you just have to hit the ask your question, 
um, and hit the uh, hit the embed button. You know, you hit the embed okay. button and you get you get different sizes that you there's a custom size that you can type in whatever you know and, and then you're just embedding it like it's a like it's a YouTube video. Um, so that's kind of the goal with it, right? Is you know my my thought immediately was. You know, we got to get these bloggers involved. If we get the bloggers involved, then they can embed it after every post. And now we have really engaged, you know, I'm thinking, you know, Huffington Post and, um, and all, you know, they write a, uh, an article and then it's like, hey, what did you think about the article or how right. do you feel about this particular position? You know, so that is, so it, it fits in music, celebrity, fashion, you know, politics, whatever, whatever it is that's is the thing that you care about, that's where this thing will find you. And so the secret to this thing is, is it doesn't actually have to be on Bedloo's site, you know? Um, the idea is to have this widget kind of embedded everywhere, and then over a period of time, people just be like, you know, I can just vote on this really fast if I go ahead and just log on, on you know, on the on, on uh, my, my cell phone, and I can just – I'm following these people now. I'm following the Huffington I'm following Blaze and Rye. I'm following, mm-hmm. you know, um, Obamacare. I'm I'm following all of the, whatever it is, just like Instagram, you know. And okay, I have so these people can, that I follow, and then they ask questions, and I just vote. So you can, in fact, follow the individual posts. Like for example, I'm in this. Uh, I'm in the music interest area, and of course, there's a. Uh, uh, who knows, an infinite list of questions here, uh, but I'm going to go yeah. back and use the first one that popped up solely because it's there, not because I favor sure. either of these two artists, but it's the <laughs> Bieber M&M question. I can actually tag that to follow, and I will be able to follow that one without coming back in and going through everything to get to it. Well, you, you follow, you, So it's kind of like this. It's like Twitter, right? So you, you're, you're not following the actual tweet. You're following the user you're following the person that created the tweet. Um, it's, it's, you know, kind of, it's pretty basic social network, right? Like if I'm at, you can invite your friends and family um, and you can follow all of the bloggers and, you know, that you care about. If you're interested in sports, you, you'd follow the top sports blogs. Right. Um, if you're interested in music, you'd follow the top, you know, pitchfork or whatever. And then as they ask questions, here's the kicker though. It's, Whatever question is on their site or on Bedloo's site or on on the app, it's all happening at the same time. So if I decide to vote on my iPhone, um, the same uh, widget that's embedded onto their site, like the moment that they pop open a question, you know, I can swipe left or right and give them my opinion, and it happens on no matter which platform you're on, mobile, our site, their site, whatever. So that that's what we're going for is real-time voting across the board. Okay, then the, the, cool. follow, the follow function, I'll give you back your show in a second, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all gravy train. <laughs> uh, I know you're a social media guru, Dave. <laughs> the follow function allows you to follow the poster not the the person who posted, as opposed to following that particular question. Yeah, you're you're following now. You can't like let's say uh, you can you're interested in like everything that has to do with Justin Bieber, right? Okay. You can just yeah. like a hashtag. Yeah, like me. You, you can follow the hashtag. You just go up and hashtag Justin Bieber, or just put in Justin Bieber, and you can see all of the <laughs> questions that have to do with Justin. 
fever. Okay, well, I lied, I lied, Ryan. I'm going to ask one more question here. But, uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead. You, you, you've got the off switch there. You can shut me off anytime. Uh, but I <laughs> did, did come up with another question here then. Okay, it, supposing, for example, using the uh, example that I made earlier, that I have a couple of artists on my show, and I want to do a one or the other question on here about them. Uh, uh-huh. How... Can I, can I first, and if so, how do I follow that particular post so that I can see the results? If you're the one that asked the question? Yes. Oh, it'll just be in your feed. You oh, just okay. Click, you click on your you, – you go up to the top right-hand corner, and you just click on your icon, and it will be in your feed as one of the questions that you've asked. Ah, great. Okay. Ryan, I now return control of the show to you. <laughs> so, uh, Vincent, just one last thing. You mentioned that there's uh, integration with SoundCloud regarding music and audio and such. Um, will, might there be integration with Spotify soon or something like that? Um, if I get my way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, a lot of the um, like, I mean, if, if, if this thing was what I wanted to be in my mind, it, uh, mm-hmm. it's a it's it's going to be more and more and more robust, right? But a lot of it, you know, you're dealing with resources, you're de- de- dealing with a development roadmap, you're dealing with um, certain partners um, that are that are big brands that kind of take precedence. But it, if mm-hmm. if I get what I would like to get with this, we'll be fully integrated with with all of those services, you know. But um, it's just going to kind of take some time and some development. But um, I totally want to be integrated with all of it, you know. All yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, I look forward to that. It's a cool app as is, though. Uh, check it out, bedloo.com. Follow it at Twitter at bedloo, B-E-D-L-O-O, and also uh, Vincent Plummer at CVP uh, Music, CVP Music. Um, Vincent, I have truly appreciated your time. Uh, it's been really fascinating, and uh, I wish you guys all the best with, with your, uh, your website and your application. Thanks, man. Uh, one one last tiny little plug. Um, it's now available yes. in the iPhone App Store. It does work on your native browser for Android. That that one's coming soon, but it is in uh, the iPhone App Store right now. Just look Good for Bedlu and download that. All right. So everyone listening on their iPhone, go download it. All all two of you. And it's free. <laughs> all right. Exactly hey, thanks important. very much, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Good thank meeting you, you. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Good night. All right, that was Vincent Plummer uh, from the app BedLou. So, David, we have five minutes left. What's going on with the David Bowers Award? Well, we've actually had a, a pretty exciting time. We've got, uh, of course, our next show, the uh, the November show coming up November 10th with uh, Bobby Brown Jr. and uh, our, another artist you're probably familiar with, New York City's own Gina Zavalas will be joining us. And, uh, oh, yeah. We'll be introduced- Tremendous talent and what a, what a beautiful person. Uh, we're also going to be introducing another beautiful young lady, a Native American uh, newcomer, a, another emerging artist by the name of Brianna Lee Pettit. I'm sorry, Brianna Lee Pruitt, and uh, she'll be joining us on there. We also have uh, the uh, programmer for uh, Disney's. Uh, let me make sure I get this right. He's the station manager at Disney's Sorcerer Radio and does one of their shows on that. He is also a representative for Gibson Guitars. Al John Goh 
and he will be joining us for our Rockstar 101 class discussing a little bit more about what it takes to make a career in the music business uh, for our uh, for our emerging artist listeners who want to get a free education, we have, as you know, that uh, little feature on every show. That they can get some free advice and uh, ask any questions that they have of our guests. We've had some uh, wonderful ones, and I know Al John. He is a uh, very experienced person in the business, both uh, from his standpoint of uh, working as a representative for Gibson Guitar and also for uh, working with Disney's Source of Radio. He was a uh, consultant before that, so... Uh, he has a wealth of knowledge uh, for us to pick on, and then the uh, December show. Uh, I'll just uh, I'll just drop one name on that one. We're going to have Charlie Daniels on the December. Oh show. my goodness! Wow! About uh, that's that's my Christmas present to myself and my listeners. We uh, we have Charlie <laughs> Daniels coming on in December, and we're really excited about that. But uh, our next show is November tenth, the same time, two o'clock in the afternoon Eastern. That's eleven a.m. Pacific for our friends in Europe. That's seven p.m. GMT. And I also want to get in a plug because the official David Bowers Awards T-shirts are in and available. And you can go to our you can go to our Facebook page and order from the links there. And they're not thirty dollars. They're not twenty dollars. They are a lousy fourteen dollars and thirty cents right now. And that price is going to be good through Christmas. So uh, you can add some on your Christmas list. Uh, you know, for those hard to get music lovers, you don't know what to get them. Uh, rather than buy them, you know, a thousand dollars worth of. Uh, of CDs or downloads, and get them a lousy fourteen dollar T shirt, and they'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and so will I. <laughs> you know, I saw Charlie Daniels when I was a kid at uh, Pleasure Island in, in Disney World, or as my friend Nick Lichtenberg called it, Misery Island. Uh, and I remember, uh, well, his band was just fantastic. But I remember the uh, there was some guy who yelled out, "I'm from Jersey. We don't have fiddles in Jersey." <laughs> but there's no fiddles in Jersey or something like that. You know, I thought that was funny. Well, um, you, we had uh, a wonderful show, this last show, with uh, Tommy James. Uh, as a matter of fact, we wound up uh, we wound up talking to him for over an hour. He has so much he can tell. He has the book coming out, or that's already out, Me, the Mob, and the Music. And, uh, or, yeah, I think that's, I always get the order listed there wrong, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Me, the Mob, and the Music, and that, of course, is being made into a movie and possibly a Broadway stage play a la Jersey Boys, and uh, he was just such a fascinating person to talk to. If uh, anybody that missed the show, it's on podcast at Blog Talk Radio, and it's worth the, uh, it's worth the couple hours to sit and listen to it because it was just a fascinating show. You know, oddly enough, David, uh, I want to get in a, a plug for, for my show. And Well, first off, there's uh, our Wednesday show, Blazing Ride Backstage, Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. And it's, you know, if you're looking for irreverent blue humor, uh, this is the place to go. I'm having so much fun doing it. Uh, but I was going to say, oddly enough, David, the next guest on the Blazing Ride proper show at a special time next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, is Tommy James. Hey, you got a good one. He is, uh, is a wonderful person. He's a great interview. And uh, just pick his brains and let him talk, because he's got, he's got all kinds of stories, and uh, his, his history is uh, definitely worth a movie. It's, uh, it's one I'm waiting to see. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't wait, and I, I, have, I have you to thank for that. So 
appreciate that, sir. Um, so the uh, jokes that I mentioned before, sometimes they go horribly, like that Eddie Vedder one. Sometimes they go, well, we're going to leave you with this one. I want to get your reaction, David. I, I really enjoyed this joke and how it was told by Tom Fogarty, the wizard. Here we A go. recent study shows 16 ways the Europeans are better than we are at life, indicating better health care and public transportation. Another thing they're also better at is smelling like shit. <laughs> oh, that is politically incorrect on so many levels. <laughs> but delivered very well. Absolutely, except for that little trouble with Europeans there at the beginning. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's, that's the unfortunate part. It reminds me of uh, another one I heard that is much shorter. Somebody, and I forget who now, uh, said recently that uh, the average human, or 50% of the average humans are smarter than Americans. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, what? I don't get it. <laughs> I didn't say I understood it. I just said somebody said it. <laughs> you know, when I heard that this guy was was the co-founder of apps, I thought we were going to get sent a bunch of, like, chicken fingers and mozzarella. Stuff. I thought that they meant appetizers, not uh, application for the telephone. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I hope you didn't skip dinner waiting for it. <laughs> I've been waiting all day. Uh, all right, so uh, check out the David Bowers Awards on Sundays and Blazing Rye Radio Mondays and Wednesdays. David, I really appreciate you uh, coming on at the last minute. Uh, you are a lifesaver, sir, and it's always a blast to talk with you. Hey, it's always my pleasure to hop on with you and uh, co-host or guest or do whatever it is you need because you just have a ball. I love your audience too. I want to thank uh, I want to thank your audience members who've uh, joined our ranks too. And uh, I know we've picked up uh, a lot of New York listeners by uh, by being on your show, and I appreciate that. And it's great to share with you. Absolutely, David. I I hope you are enjoying. Uh, warm Florida as I freeze tonight, and oh, yeah. we, I will we chill down here a little bit. It's it's been getting down into <laughs> the 60s. <laughs> okay. Poor you. All, All right. <laughs> well, have a good night, sir. We'll we'll catch you next time. And you, my friend, have a great one. You too. Good night, everybody. Good night, David. Good night. See you guys soon. <laughs>